We're going to go to Hebrews uh, chapter 5, verse 13 through 14. Hebrews 5, 13 through 14. I'm going to read three different, tra- uh, four different translations of the same two verses, okay? So I'm going to read these, th- these four different translations of the same uh, uh, two verses because it's going to help us with our understanding, right, when we get into it. Okay, watch, watch this. Uh, the name of the message is hands-on, okay? Uh, some things are just uh, hands-on. It's, can't, it's not theory. You got to roll your sleeves up. It's just hands-on, okay? Now watch this. Here we go. Hebrews 5, 14, uh, 13 through 14. Here's NLT, okay? This is the New Living Translation. It says, for someone who lives on milk is still an infant, here we go, and doesn't know how to do what is right. Okay, verse 14, solid food is for, who, for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Okay, here we go. This is the New King James Version, same two verses, but New King James. He says, for everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Watch this. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to, to discern both good and evil. I feel like some of y'all already know where I'm going with this. Okay, here's, here's another version, the ASP. ASP, watch this. It says, for everyone who lives on milk is doctrinally inexperienced and unskillful in the word of righteousness, since he is a spiritual infant. Okay, now watch this. He says, but solid food is for the spiritually mature, whose senses are trained by practice to distinguish between what is morally good and what is evil. Okay, King James Version. I'm going to read one more version. He says, for everyone that use milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Now you get that we're talking about spiritual maturity, right? Spiritual babes versus those who are spiritually mature. He says, but strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses uh, exercised to discern both between good and evil. The message is hands on, y'all. Now watch this. I want to highlight three words uh, in in the different translations of these verses. Okay, three words. I want to highlight use, I want to highlight training and I want to highlight practice. Okay. I want to use training and practice. If you're taking notes, you can write those down. Use training and practice. Okay. Now watch this. We're talking about the actual application, right? The actual application uh, of an idea of a belief or a method as opposed to just theorizing it, right? Or relating to the theory of it, right? When it comes to our spiritual discernment in the way we grow up and mature in the faith, meaning that there is a connection, okay? Watch this. There is a connection uh, between between, uh, maturity and between being able to discern right or wrong, but the way you get to that maturity, watch this, but the way that you get to that maturity, you know the way I teach, I repeat things, right? So we can get it. But the way that you get to that level of maturity it comes with doing, right? And the doing that comes from use, from training, and from practice, okay? That, 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 now, listen, if anybody's on here and maybe, maybe you just became a believer, uh, and maybe like the, the scripture says, you're still on milk, you're still trying to get this thing, there's nothing wrong with being at that stage, okay? We all, listen, number one, even those who are mature in the faith have, have a lot to learn, number one. And number two, we all started at the same at place. We all were babes in Christ at one point. So I don't want anybody on, on, on the call when we talk about being unskillful in the word of righteousness to feel bad about that if you're just beginning in the faith. Like, that's fine. We all started there. 
okay? Um, and, and watch this. And some of us have been saved for a long time and had to do a whole restart. And, and, it, and it became babes again because we had to, we had to do, I see you, Crystal, we had to do what we, we had to do, a spiritual retox. And sometimes we had to unlearn some of the things that we learned before because it wasn't, it, it wasn't right. It was, it was wrong. It was religion. It was stuff that the Bible wasn't even telling us to do. And so we had to relearn some stuff. So all of us sometimes had to hit that reset button. So we all had to start. I see you, Micah. We all had to start. I see you, Sierra. We all had to start somewhere and we all had to hit the reset button. So don't ever feel bad. I don't care if you've been saved for 10 years and you're, and you're just realizing, man, I'm a babe. That's fine. As long as we recognize it and we want to move to that point of maturity. But we've got to understand that that point of maturity only comes from use, from training, and from practice. Okay, watch this. Point number one, if you're taking notes, point number one is it's all in doing. It's all in the doing. You have to be a doing Christian. You have to be a doing follower of Christ. You have to be an active living follower. You have to, we have to be a doing church. This is why impact will never be a church that sits in pews more than we stand in the streets and tell people about the gospel. That's why we will never have more choir rehearsals than we have uh, times feeding the homeless. This is why we will never be a church that just gets together and sits in pews and learn and learn and learn and hear and hear and hear and hear and dance and dance and dance and sing and sing and sing. No, no, no. We do that, but we're going to be out and we're out and we're out helping people more and more because we have to be a doing church. Watch this. I'm talking about where maturity comes in, y'all. But listen, you can read all you can read. You can listen to all you can listen to. You can sing in the choir. You can go to every single conference that you can afford to pay to attend. You can do all of that stuff if you want to, but I'm trying to tell you a little something about maturity that while you can listen, while you can hear, while you can sing, watch this. You can be the best usher on the usher board. You can do all those things if you want to do and you can be very, very good at it and do it all your life. But listen, you can, but unless you learn how to apply and unless you learn how to walk into this word, you will remain babes in Christ your entire Christian experience. That the entire time that you are here on earth or trying to follow Christ, the entire time that you're doing this, doing this, you will remain a babe in Christ unless you decide that I'm going to take the stuff that I'm hearing, I'm going to take the stuff that I'm learning, I'm going to take the stuff that, I, that, that I'm reading, and I am going to learn to apply it in my life because that's how you grow in the things of the Spirit, as we see in Hebrews 5, 13, 14, that we have to learn how to be doers. Now watch this, James 1, 22. Okay, you can turn to James 1, 122. And, and if you don't have a Bible, you can always listen back to this and, and, and do it, go online and type in the scripture and it'll come up. James 1, 22. Uh, watch this. It says, but be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. That there is a deception that comes with thinking that if I hear and if I read and I'm just in these conferences and I'm doing this and doing that, but the only thing I'm not doing is doing what the word says, that I am deceiving myself. I want to show you Jesus' words. Jesus's words in Luke 6, 46 through 49. Watch this. I got to establish this important in doing. Point number one is it's all in the doing, okay? Here's Jesus's words, Luke 6, 46 through 39. He says, so why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord? This is the NLT. He says, why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord? This is Jesus. Why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you do not do what I say? He said, why are you even calling me Lord? Why are you even calling me Savior? Why are you even calling me God? Why are you even saying this about me if you're not going to do what I say? He says, I will show you what it is like when someone comes to me, watch this, listens to my teaching, 
doesn't stop there, and, and then follows it, okay? He said, I'm going to show you what that person is like. He said, it is like a person building a house who digs deep. Say to yourself, digs, dig deep. It lays a foundation. Say to yourself, lay the foundation. He's like a person who digs deep, who lays the foundation on what? On solid rock. Watch this. Not just laying, the, laying the, digging deep and laying a foundation on solid rock just to do it, but he's saying he is like a person who does that. So when the flood waters rise and break against the house, it can stand firm because because it is built well. Come on, somebody. He is saying that with someone who, who comes to me, who listens to my words, and then follows them. He's like the person who builds that foundation, who digs deep, lays the foundation on the rock. So when the storm comes, see, building the foundation isn't about not, not the storm's not coming. Building the foundation isn't about, okay, well, now, you know, I'm, 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 I'm uh, you know, I don't really need to worry about things because nothing's going to happen. No, building a foundation and digging deep and following the word is so that when things happen, come on, somebody, you have everything that you need to, to stand against it. Now, watch this. He said, the solid foundation, when the flood waters rise. I see you, Micah. He says, when the flood waters rise and breaks against the house, it will stand firm because of what? Because of it was, because of how it was built. It was built well. Verse 49, we're going to contrast that though. He says, but anyone who hears and does not obey is like a person who builds a house, trying to do the same thing, okay? Both are trying to do the same thing. We're not talking about someone who's a believer and someone who's not a believer. We're talking about someone who's a believer and hears but doesn't do versus someone who's a believer and hears and do. So they're both trying Trying to get the same results. They both go through the same situation. One of the houses stand, but let's keep reading 49 to see what happens to the other person. But anyone who hears and does not obey, who does not do it, is like a person who builds a house trying to get the same result, right? On the ground, without a foundation, they do it a different way. When the floods sweep down against the house, they're both going through the same circumstance. Here we go. They look, they, same person trying to do the same thing. They go through the, through the same cir circumstance. They go through the storm. It says it will collapse into a heap. I see you, I see you, I see you, Ma. I see you, Gwen. Listen, it will collapse into a heap of what? Of ruins. That all that effort trying to get the same thing, but, but all the hearing, hearing, reading, conferences, watching, this person, that person, this pastor, this, I'm getting all this stuff, but, but, but will not do what it says. Will it, literally the moment the storm comes, it will collapse and it will be in a heap of ruins. Watch this. Listen. I'm gonna tell you now, right? This like, like this impact. You are not gonna be able to avoid storms in your life. You're not gonna be able to avoid storms in your life. You're not gonna be able to avoid some bad things happening. You're not gonna be able to avoid disappointments. You're not gonna be able to avoid people uh, turning their backs on you. You're not gonna be able to, to 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 avoid people stabbing you in the back. You're not gonna be able to avoid that stuff. Listen, I see you, mom. You're not even gonna be able to avoid that stuff. Watch this in the church. Come on, somebody. You're not gonna be able to avoid stuff like that happening. But the but the promise is is that if we do the word, watch this. If we if we come to Jesus, this is what Jesus says. You come to me. You hear my teachings and you do it. That that foundation will be so deep, that the foundation will be so sure because you built it on the rock. Come on, somebody, that, that even when those storms come, that when they come, it will not leave you in ruins that you will be protected. I see you see here, that you will be protected, that your house will stand, that you will stand. Sometimes we go through things and it shakes us to our core, but you are still, I see you, Ma, but you are still standing. And that's because your foundation has to be built on something sure. And that comes from hearing the word, but it doesn't stop there, but it comes from, I see you Charmaine, but it comes from what? From doing the word. Imagine being saved five years, 10 years, 20 years, and, and still being a bait, being saved 20 years. And every single time a storm comes in your life, it collapses things and leaves you in ruin. We got to get past that. We've got to make sure that when we build ourselves up, that we get this foundation and it's built on us hearing the word, 
and it's built on us doing the work. We will all impact, listen, impact will always be a what? A doing church, okay? Here we go. So point number one, it's all in the doing. Here's part number two. Here, I see you, Ma. Here's part number, uh, point number two. The secret in the doing or the equation in the doing is, is twofold, and it's twofold, okay? It's in the what and it's in the how, okay? Point number two, the secret in the doing is in the what and in the how. So there's two elements in this, okay? Now watch this. The first element is knowing what to do. You, you can't be held accountable to do what you're supposed to do if you don't know what, what to do, right? But oftentimes what we find is, is that the missing element isn't necessarily in not knowing what to do. Sometimes we know exactly what to do. The second element in the doing is how to do it, okay? Listen, I can know what to do, but I need to know how to do it. We need to learn how to do what we're supposed to do. If we go back into one of the scriptures that we read earlier this morning, or one, of the, or one of the versions uh, that, that we read, the NLT, you go to Hebrews 5.13, it says, for someone who lives on milk is still an infant, watch this, and doesn't know how to do what is right. Not that they don't know what is right, they don't know how to do what is right. And sometimes we can be uh, find ourselves in that very same situation. Well, you've been in a situation, right? I, you, don't, you don't have to, you know, uh, uh, dime yourself out. You don't have to say it's you, but, it, but if you agree, just say to yourself, yeah, that was me. Make sure you're on mute so we don't hear you confessing. Watch this. He says, he said, well, have you ever been in a situation, watch this, where you make it, where you got to make a decision or there's something going on, something you have to do. And you literally say to yourself, I know what the right thing to do is, but you still don't do it. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I'm talking about myself. I ain't even talking about you, Charmaine. I'm talking about me. Watch this. We say, I know what to do, but or I know what I'm supposed to do, but uh, I know what the Bible says, but you know, I know this ain't the right thing to do, but we already know. I see you, Micah. You don't have to, Micah confessing for me. Micah ain't talking about herself. She's talking about me. She's talking about me. Here we go. I see you, Tanya. You're talking about me. Listen, 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 that sometimes we know the exact thing that we're supposed to do. And sometimes we ask other people hoping that they validate the wrong thing, hoping that they throw a little bit of doubt. So that way we got some leeway to say, well, I was going to do this, but then Donnie said I should do this. Then I was talking to Morel and he said, well, then Sierra counsel. No, no. When you already know within yourself what the right thing is to do, but we don't go about doing it. Sometimes it's not about knowing what to do. It's knowing how to do it. Listen, I went into media and I, and I, and, and I can sit in front of, in, in, in a radio studio and I can talk on the mic and do stuff. But if I was to put Micah in there and say, Micah, I need you to do this radio show. She said, okay, I know I'm supposed to talk and I'm supposed to introduce the music, but I don't know how to cut the mic on. I have to, I can't just show, tell her what to do. I, I see you, Ma. I can't just tell her what to do. I have to show her how to do it. And so many times we know what to do, but we need to learn how we're supposed to do it. The scriptures this morning didn't say that the babe didn't know what to do. The, the, the scriptures said they didn't know how to do it. Other versions said that they were unskilled, unskillful with the word. It all has to do with how that yes my commitment is going to be to do but somebody sometimes has to show me watch this how do i do it come on y'all how do i get it done okay so now the question is how do i learn okay how do i learn listen learning learning the how we're talking about the two elements you we can what i'm doing now as far as the teaching what's going on right now this is this is the what we are i see you i see you crystal we're doing the what right now. This Zoom call is all about the what. What do I do? What do I do? Sometimes our fellowships, it's all about the what. What to do in this situation or what the Bible says about this. What does the Bible say about this? Doctrinally, what am I supposed to do? But now we have to switch to the application and I got to understand how. How then do I do this? Listen, it is hands on. Okay, watch this. It is hands on. I just want to review these scriptures again, right? I'm gonna, and I'm going to read all four. I know y'all don't mind me reading the Bible. Here we go. Hebrews 5. 
13 through 14. I'm going to read all four versions. Here's NLT. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and does not know how to do what is right. Verse 14. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Uh, here's the New King James Version. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is those who by reason of use have their senses exercise to discern both good and evil. I'm going to read another version, the ASP. For everyone who lives on milk is doctrinally inexperienced and unskilled. Listen, write that word, inexperienced and unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a spiritual infant. But solid food is for the spiritually mature whose senses are trained by practice to distinguish between what is morally good and what is evil. And King James Version, I'm going to read it again. Here we go. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe, but strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use, write that down in your notes, by reason of use, have their senses uh, exercised to discern uh, both between good uh, and evil. So we, when we see these scriptures, we see these three words again, we see that this is how, this is how you learn how to do it. Watch this. You learn how to do it by doing it. Come on, somebody. I don't listen. See, and I were talking this morning about something totally different, um, but it almost has something to do with this. Sometimes we make things too complicated. When we look at how Jesus taught and what, and we, we looked at it even in James and we looked at it in Paul and some of these apostles, like they, they took stuff that people made complicated and we make it simple. Sometimes we make things so complicated that nobody knows how to do nothing and they don't know what to do because we make the doctrine, we make things so difficult and we try to teach in such a way that people say, oh, Rick is so deep. No, it is simple. Sometimes you learn how to do something by doing something. And that's what we hear here in Hebrews 5, 13 through 14. You're never going to learn how to do it if you don't do it. You ever watch a sports analogy and they say this team is close to being good, but they got to learn how to win. They're not out there trying not to win. They got to learn how to close out a team. They got to learn how to remain calm when the game gets tight. They got to, but the only way you learn how to do it is by being, is by being in a tight game. Okay. Now watch this. They talk about use. Okay. Watch this. The word use means the action of using something or the state of being used for a purpose. Listen, that by reason of use, by the action of it, by, by utilizing your senses. Watch this. It says practice. Practice is the actual application or use of an idea, belief, or method as opposed to theories about it. It says, or, or exercise, to perform or exercise regard, uh, uh, repeatedly and regularly in order to improve or maintain one's proficiency. I'll read practice again. Listen, to perform or exercise an activity or skill repeatedly or regularly in order to improve or maintain one's proficiency. Sometimes we get better at, 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 and more mature at these principles that we've been learning and things that we see in principle. We get better and better and better at these things the more we what? Do it. The more repeated we are with it, the more regular we are with it, it improves or maintains our proficiency at doing it. Sometimes we haven't mastered something yet because we haven't done it enough. We haven't continued to do it. You're not going to be great at it and you're not going to be wonderful at it. You're not going to be able to do it like second nature if you don't do it enough. We have to we have to practice it and practice it and practice it and practice it and practice it. And that's what we have to keep in mind. I see you, Chris. She says, that's exactly what I was thinking. She says, after all the information, y'all can read a comment. It's right there in the chat section. Um, she says, <laughs> that's what she was thinking. Uh, after all the information and knowledge, there does come a point where you, yeah, where you have to do it. Watch this now. 
Here we go. So we did use and we did practice. I want to do one more of the other words that we, that we, after information and knowledge, we need to understand so that we know how. Exactly. Now watch this. Watch this. Training to teach or develop, right? To teach or develop a particular skill or type of behavior through practice and instruction. Watch this. Over a period of time. I want you to keep over a period of time in your mind. Over a period of time. We're not going to grow overnight. We're not going to get good and great at some of this stuff overnight. But if we keep practicing and keep doing it and keep living it and keep living it over a period of time, watch this, we will grow into maturity to where we are no longer babes needing the milk, but we can now handle some of the deep things. Now watch this. This is a principle, man, that y'all got. Y'all have to take this with you. Watch this. You got to hear this. Um, oh, I think point number three was learning Learning how is hands-on. Um, but you got to hear You got to hear this, y'all. Watch this. Some of us say, some of us say, because I've said this before, some of us say, I will be able to do that when I grow in my faith. I will be able to do that when I grow. But what we're learning here this morning is that the Bible is saying that, that you will grow once you do it. Okay, it's the other side or it's the other way around. We have to flip that. It's like, oh, I ain't Jesus yet. I gotta, I gotta grow. I gotta grow in my faith. I gotta grow. I gotta grow in this before I'm able to, to to forgive this person. I gotta grow in this before I'm able to do that. No, 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 no. You got it mixed up. You will listen. You will never get to the point that you will do that if you're waiting for yourself to grow. You listen. You have to do it first, and then you will get to growth. It says only those who, by way of use, those who, by way of training, those who, by use of practice, those who practice, those are the ones who will grow into it. And so while we're sitting here saying, I'll be able to do that once I grow, and then I'll be able to grow. No, 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 no. The Bible is literally saying, I see you, mom. The Bible is saying that, no, once you start to do it, you will then grow and be in maturity. Sometimes it's, sometimes we, you need to put the book down. You need to cut off TBN. Sometimes you need to cut Rick off. Don't listen to any more impact. Sometimes it's take the stuff that you know and start to do it. We're searching and searching and searching for the deeper and deeper and the deeper and deeper when the stuff that we have now and the level that we're on now and the good that we know to do now, we're not doing it. And the moment we start doing it will be the moment that we will start to grow and mature from faith to faith, from glory to glory. And we will grow and grow and grow. And they'll say, well, how in the world are you able to do that? I don't know. I just do it. And then we grow and grow. And it could be our testimony says, I wasn't always like this. I didn't always live like this. Listen, sometimes the Bible asks us, or the way that we're supposed to live as we follow Christ, asks us to do some things that are hard. I want to take you to Luke uh, 6, 27. Luke 6, 27 through 31. I see you, Bob. Luke, Luke 6, 27 through 31. Watch this. Uh, here's Jesus again. Jesus says, but to you who are listening, he says, I say, love your enemies. That's a hard thing to do. I, I'm gonna stop. I should stop right there. Love your enemies. He says, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to the other side. If someone takes your coat, uh, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to anyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do what the golden rule do to others as you would have them do unto you. If you go to Matthew 21, I'm not even going to read this whole thing, but go to Matthew 5 21 through 48 on your own time. Again, Matthew 5 21 through 48. Jesus goes through a whole list of things in the law and he took it all to a whole nother level. You're going to read in that block of scripture where Jesus says, You know, they said, you know, you heard it said that to, that to murder someone is wrong. He says, But I say to even hate someone is just like murder. He says that they, you heard it said that committing adultery is, is wrong. 
wrong. But I say to even look at someone lustfully is the same as adultery. Jesus takes that stuff and goes to a whole nother level. And the question is, well, then how do I love the people who hate me? How do I forgive someone who's offended me and doesn't seem interested at all in saying that they're sorry? How do I give to those? How do I love the people that are hard to love? You do it by doing it. Come on, somebody. You do it by giving it a try. Watch. And the more and more you do it, the more and more mature you'll come. You'll become the more and more you will grow in it. And the more and more you will be better at it. Watch this. If, if you get down on the floor right now and try to do 10 pushups and you can't do it and you're struggling to do 10 pushups, here's what you do. Do as many as you can till your arms fall out and you fall on the ground. Do as much as you can. And then you know what you do tomorrow? You do the same thing. You may not get to 10, you might get to six and your arms just give out and you fall on the ground. And then you know what you do? You take a day off. And then the next day you get right back at it. If you do that in two weeks, when we come back to church, you'll be like, I can do 25 push-ups. And you know what you do when you get to 25? You start again with that same process to where you can get to whatever goal it is, whether it's 50 at one time, 100 at one time. Nobody just comes out of their mother's womb, gets on the floor and do 100 push-ups. They, 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 they do it over again and over again till they, till they, till they stretch themselves to the amount to where their arms fall, fall, fall get weak and they fall on the ground. And then you know what they do? They do it again. And then they do it again. And then they do it again until they're like, wow, you can do what? 50 push-ups at one time. You can do 100 push-ups at one time. Yes, because the process of doing something makes you better at it. The process of the doing, I see you, Micah. The, promise of, the process of doing something is what makes you better at it. So that person offends you and you're not gonna feel like forgiving them. And you will never feel like forgiving them. Uh, I, I, see, I see you, Mike. That person may offend you, and you may and, and you may not feel like forgiving them, and you may never want to forgive them. If you forgive them, if you go ahead and forgive them, the next person that offends you may be easier to forgive, or it may be harder. It may take you a long time to work that thing out, but you're never you're never going to be able to do it if you if you go by your feelings of doing it, if you go by your own ability to do it. But if you say, you know what, it's only going to be by practice, it's only going to be by training, it's only going to be by reason of use that I will ever walk into the maturity that I will be able to then be Christ here on earth, right? That, 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 that while most of us will sit there and say that, well, once I grow more in my faith, or once I become a better Christian, or once I become a better follower of Christ, once I become more mature, I'll be able to do that. No, 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 no. You're not going to become mature until you do it. You're not going to be mature until you do it. Listen, if you're ever going to get there, if you're ever going to get to that place of maturity, if you you, if, if you got to start walking, you will never get there. Come on. You will never get there if you don't start walking that way. Y'all, it's all in the doing. And that maturity that we're looking for in faith to become uh, deeper and deeper in the word is only going to become, but like the Bible says, by reason of use. Use what you know. Do what you know. And continue uh, uh, in the faith. Uh, after I pray, I'll, you can unmute your mics if anybody got something they want to add or ask um, after we pray.